You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's talk a little Jaguar football right now. Let's welcome aboard Tony Baselli, uh, Jaguars radio network analyst, Wetswood One. You hear him there, a five-time pro. I mean, he, he did all. was a wonderful tackle. Uh, offensive tackle, a franchise left tackle during his days uh, in the National Football League. Hey, Tony, Taz and the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. Tony, what's up? What's going on? How you doing, I'm doing man? well. How's your summer going, all right? Yeah, it's over, but it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, Welcome to the club. Welcome yeah, to the club. exactly right, yeah. <laughs> so my golf game is uh, going to be less and less. I'm not happy about that. I'm just starting to play good finally, and mm. I'm going to have to... I'm not going to get as many rounds in with all the traveling for football. Right, right, no doubt. But let's talk a little football, man. So, difference now with Nick Foles in, the, in that locker room there for the Jags. Uh, break it down for us, Tom. I mean, I think the biggest thing is I think everyone has confidence in the locker room. I mean, Blake was great. He was actually very well liked as a guy. But I think everyone kind of felt there was a limitation of what could happen offensively with him. I mean, when your head coach and your coordinator are coming out, we are going to run the ball to protect the quarterback. Mm. I mean, that doesn't inspire confidence. And you don't hear that talk anymore. And, I mean, Nick Foles, is, he's a better quarterback. He throws the ball better. He's more accurate. Um, I think the receivers are more confident because they don't feel like they have to get, you know, a yard or two of separation uh, to get the ball delivered to him, that Nick Foles can throw them open, something that has not happened here in a long time. So, overall, it just gives a lot of uh, confidence in the locker room. I think Nick has done a great job of coming in here. He, he's been around the block a few times. Uh, he knows how to engage guys. He knows how to lead guys. And then one of the things that I think is going to be very evident is defensively, um, all of a sudden now you get to play with the lead a little bit more and you let the pass rush go, and those guys are happy about that. They feel on that side of the ball there used to be some finger pointing saying, why don't you guys pull your weight offensively? Uh, Now they can't do that. Uh, I don't think that will happen. I think the defense is pretty excited about opportunities to get after the quarterback because they should have some leads. You know, Tony, is that where it went so awry a year ago? I mean, we know about the the downturn in play of the quarterback in in Bortles, but there were numerous issues down there in Jacksonville over the course of the year. You know, getting their going down to Dallas, getting their doors blown off. I mean, the defense – uh, not playing up to expectations. Was it a case that was just so much bickering and back and forth, and 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 that's how everything kind of unraveled a year ago? I think it was even before that. I think it started in camp. I mean, after you know, just missing the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl that off season. I think I think it was a young team still, and I think some of the guys kind of felt a little <laughs> more about themselves than should be. Uh, felt highly about themselves. Uh, and I think it became a pretty selfish team. Uh, you know, it's all about me type of attitude. And the guys have come out and said that in the, uh, this year. That's a different locker room. It's a better locker room. Um, it's not as divided. It's not as selfish. Um, but that's how they kind of came into camp. And then it was fine when, you know, they started 3-1, and one, so everything's going good. That's going to work. But the first bit of adversity, they lose to Kansas City in a bad game, and it kind of snowballs from there. 
And that selfish attitude is a, it's a cancer. It gets throughout the locker room. You start pointing fingers, bickering, and it's not going to work. And that's what you saw last year. Well, speaking on that, Tone, I mean, uh, you know, a guy that could have that feel, as you know, is Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he came to camp with his own hype man in a Brinks truck. I'm sure you saw all that. We had a lot of, oh, yeah. we had yeah, a fun with here. I asked him, can I have the money in the truck? I don't care about anything else. Give me the money. Go get that's that funny. money, money. Go get that money, money. That's what this guy said. Anyway, uh, you know, what kind of year are you expecting from, from the talented D back there in Ramsey? Oh, I think he'll be great. He, in my opinion, he's the best corner in football. Um, he's physical. He can run. He can cover any guy, uh, regardless of if he's a quick guy, long, big receiver. Right. Just he, he can do it all. And not all corners like to hit. I mean, the guy comes up and hits like a safety. So I think Jalen Ramsey's the best corner. Um, obviously, two years ago, he was outstanding. He was awesome. Like last year, he was still – if you go watch, he was really good last year still. Uh, and I think he'll have a great year. You know, he'll be healthy. Um, he, he's looked good in camp, so I expect big things from Jalen. And it, listen, and he's going to want to get paid after this year. Sure. He's going to want to be the highest paid corner, and everyone makes a big deal about that. I'm like, guess what? When I was playing offensive tackle and I was one of the best, I wanted to be paid the, right. like the best. Right. I mean, there's not that's not a Jalen Ramsey issue. That's like an NFL player. That's what they all want. Now, Jalen goes about it a little bit different. I'm not going to show up in the Brinks truck, but it's yeah. harmless. It was yeah. funny. I mean, I don't blame him for wanting to be, wanting to be paid. Um, is everything? Is everyone on the same uh, page here, or is Fournette on the same page with everyone in the organization here, Tony? So far, yeah. But last, last year at this time, he was as well. I mean, all the talk last year was he's in the best shape of his life, yada, 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 everything's great. Um, and then it went sideways. Right now, yes. And he is, he's been great. He's done everything they asked. I, he's even more engaged this year. I'll give, I'll, I will say that than last year. Um, and I think that Filippo will use him a little bit differently. Uh, he's gonna, he, he will have, if he stays healthy, he's going to have 50-plus catches. I mean, they're going to throw him the ball out of the backfield. Um, and he likes that. So Leonard Fournette, to me, is um, one of those guys who's you know, very talented, um, has the opportunity to be a good player, but he's got to figure it all out and kind of put the distractions away. And, and, and does he have the ability over a 17-week season and then you add the playoffs to not only manage everything on the field and be ready to play and be a professional and do what it takes to be a professional, can all the noise and all the things that happen outside that building uh, is he going to be able to manage that and handle it and not become a distraction? He's been on the team for two years now, and in two years he's been suspended by the team each of the years and miss, or once by the team, once by the league and missed games mm. um, because of suspensions. Uh, doing with his, you know, on on the fighting, missing meetings, missing stuff. So that's the big question. If he can do that, I mean, he's a talented guy and uh, he's a, they need him. They need him to play well. He's an important piece of the puzzle. You know, Tony, it, 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 what do you, what do you think DeFilippo learned from his failure in Minnesota as offensive coordinator? What's well, the great, you know, I, I think he probably learned more than anything. Make sure you're on the same page as the head coach. Cause if you're not, regardless of what you believe, you're going to get fired. Um, you know, Zimmer wanted to run the ball and DeFilippo threw it. Uh, I mean, that's not going to work. So, uh, you know, I really like John. I mean, he's been a good guy to be around. I think he's done a, you know, I've, we've seen just so little of him, you know, as far as the preseason, they don't show anything. We've seen what he wants to do in camp. It looks good. Um, I'm really excited. I think this offense has a chance. 
they got some pieces that are pretty young and inexperienced at both the tight end position and the uh, wide receiver position, and uh, we'll see how those those come together. But uh, I think more than anything, if you're an offensive coordinator, you know you have a set. You know until you become the guy, you better make sure you are getting along with the guy and doing what he wants, because otherwise you'll be looking for a job. You listen to Taz and Roos on CBS Sports Radio. Our special guest right now is Tony Baselli, Jaguars Radio Network analyst, Westwood One analyst, five-time Pro Bowler, uh, one of the best offensive tackles I've seen play in modern-day football for sure. Uh, just if we could circle back to him real quick about Fournette, I want to ask you a quick question on it. Do you feel like nationally, like as far as like just nationally in a running back spot that people kind of forgot a little bit about Leonard Fournette? Well, do you blame them? What do you do? Right. No, no, I know. I'm just saying he's talented as hell, but I know he made a lot of mistakes. But it feels but, but like for – Yeah, but go look at the numbers. Even the numbers last year were terrible. I mean, I think he averaged like 3-6 a carry. Now, hmm. I'm not putting that all on him either, by the way. I mean, the offensive line was beat up. They weren't very good. Couldn't throw the ball. So there's a lot of things that go into that. It's not all Leonard. Right. But, right. I mean, he didn't – there was no production. And then you add the suspension, and then you add the injuries, not playing very much, and then he really didn't handle the end of the year very well. Uh, that became a little bit of a national story. So it was all negative and no production. And when that happens, and plus you're in Jacksonville, it's a small market. Right. You know, you're going to be kind of set aside, and I think rightfully so. Um, I think the guys who produce should get the attention. And Leonard Fournette did not have a very good year last year, and uh, and I think that's the result of people just kind of saying, well, you know, a lot of it go by, like, the fantasy drafts, like where you get picked. My guess is Leonard Fournette will be, like, a second, third rounder this year because – you know, of last year, and it's kind of an afterthought. Tony, what about the state of that offensive line now going into the year? Um, the tackle, I worry about the tackles a little bit just because there's two starters have been, you know, haven't really practiced very much uh, in camp. Cam Robinson coming off the ACL, he's finally practicing now. He got off P-O-P- PUP last week. He's practicing with the team this week. Uh, we'll see if he plays in Miami tomorrow on Thursday night. Uh, I'm not sure if he will or not. Uh, and then they, uh, the rookie's the best right tackle, Juwan Taylor. They got him in the second round. And he he was having a really good camp. Banged his knee up a little bit in Baltimore uh, during those joint practices. We haven't seen him. He's practicing again. We'll see if he plays. They need those two guys healthy. Because last week they had Obwehi at left tackle, the former first-rounder from Cincinnati, and Wester, who's a, a free agent from Tampa, both playing tackles. And the Eagles – Vinnie Curry and Brandon Graham just really gave them fits and were, were hitting the backup quarterback all night. And so you can't have that. they got to clean that up. Interior, I think they'll be fine. Uh, Brandon Lenders is a really good center. He's got to stay healthy. I mean, he's one of the better ones that doesn't get attention in the league. Um, and you get Norwell, uh, who's had a good, you know, does a nice job, good solid guy. And then they have two guards, two guys fighting for the right guard position, Will Richardson and A.J. Can. Um, Can's been the starter. Will Richardson, the tackle, they moved to guard, has had a great camp. So, you know, if they say I like him, I like him, I like him on the interior, and I like when the tackles are healthy. I think they'll be fine. But you know, last year that was a group that all five guys got hurt, and at the end of the year they had five different starters, and uh, that can't happen. Yeah. And and you know better than anybody, Tom. Like to, to build that chemistry amongst those old linemen is vital, correct? So if you're not working, if oh, guys, yeah. it's, I mean, maybe speak on that a little bit if you don't mind. Because yeah, I mean, that's going to be a big that's going to be a big challenge for them because they have. I think this week is the first week they've practiced with the starting five. Wow! And wow. you're going into week, you're going into the uh, you know week three of the preseason. So you're a couple of weeks out of opening day. So now 
with that said, there's plenty of time. I mean, I'm I'm of the, of the camp of like you don't need six weeks of camp to get ready to play a football game. Um, so it's not yeah. the end of the world. They still have a few, a couple weeks of practicing, working together. I think but they'll it, be fine. But Tony, even with like line calls and stuff like that, you, you, if a guy is a, a second or third on depth shot and he ends up doing well, and now he's a, he could still with line yeah, calls. I mean, out. Yeah, okay. It's not. The, it's not like we're we're not like come on, okay. we're not so cheering cancer out there. Gotcha. You gotcha. know, as long as you as long as you have a. Where you get in trouble is if you have two rookies next to each other, and then they're looking at each other like, you know, like, what, 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 what the hell's yeah. going on? Yeah, exactly. I mean, then they're lost. But you got a veteran. I mean, you got guys who played. I mean, Brandon sure. Linder's played a lot of football games. Norrell's played a lot of football. AJ Cam played a lot of football. I mean, so as long as you have guys in there that can communicate. I mean, I remember one of my later years, I played with a rookie uh, next to me. Brad Meester ended up playing a really good football player, and he played next to me. Like, Week one, and I didn't play all preseason because I had a, a knee issue. Week one, we were fine because yeah. I knew what the hell I was doing, and I could communicate with him, and he was a smart enough kid just to do what I told him to do. That's great. Um, that's cool. And so that's – I mean, you have to have some veteran presence out there. And, listen, in a perfect world, you'd love to have, like, three weeks, a preseason game, heck, four weeks, maybe a couple preseason games to work together and get the kinks out. I mean, that is more ideal. I'm not, don't get me wrong. But it's not the end of the world as long as you have some veterans up there. Tony, when you when you look at the overall vibe of, about this team going into this year after a lost season a year ago, do you think this is a dangerous, forgotten-about team going into 2019? Yeah, I think they have a chance to be pretty dang good. I mean, the defense, everyone says the defense was no good last year. Well, wait a second. They're top five in yards and top five in points given up. Uh, with zero assistance from an offense. It was the worst offense in the NFL. Mm, yeah, or 31st, right around I mean, yeah. so at the bottom. I mean, this defense was not awful last year. Top five, I mean, a lot of teams would take that. I think they're going to be just as good this year. Um, like Add Josh Allen, the, you know, the seventh overall pick, guy with 17 sacks in Kentucky, I think he's going to be good. <laughs> Him and Ngakwe on the edges, Darius and Campbell inside, and it's pretty good for front four. Um, and then you're going to get offensive production. I mean, Nick Foles makes them better, um, a lot better. Um, you hope Fournette has a rebound year. I think they're going to find a, another running back probably if, uh, out of the last cuts that are made coming out of camp because I do think they need some depth there. they got a kid named Raquel Armstead, a rookie out of Temple, pretty good. He's looked good in camp, but they need some more depth there. But, you know, offensively, they're going to be much better this year. They're not going to be last with Nick Foles. I mean, if, if they're a middle-of-the-pack offense with that defense, I think they go 10-6 and six and have a chance to win the division, but they're in the wild card for sure. Okay, so that all being said, Tom, what about Marone, Doug Marone? I mean, how much job security feel he has, you know, in Jacksonville? Let's just say things go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Talk on that if you I want. Think he, yeah, I think he has to have a winning record. Um, I'm not saying he has to get the playoffs. I think he has to have a winning record, so nine and seven um, to keep his job. Would be my guess. Maybe eight and eight, depending how it goes um, and what that eight and eight looks like. But there needs to be improvement. I think it needs to be a winning record. And obviously, if you're in the playoffs, he's safe. And I think Doug Marone realizes that. I think everyone's pretty honest with themselves around here. And Doug's done a good job. I like how he's managed camp. He's really changed camp this year. You know, Doug's an old-school, hard-nosed offensive line coach, wants to beat the hell out of everybody every day. And he realized that, listen, i got to keep these guys fresh. Um, i got some veterans now. This is really – I better get this – we better get this right. Otherwise, a lot of people are looking for jobs. So he's taking a little bit easier in camp, resting the veterans, 
Um, and it's a completely different camp than we've seen the first two years of Doug Marone. Much, I don't want to say, yeah, I guess the best way to say it, it's easier. It's easier on the guys. He's taking care of the guys more. So hopefully that works and, uh, and they get the desired outcome because, uh, you know, you never want to see anyone get fired. I mean, no, you don't want to see that. And with that being said, though, Tony, you know, how influential we know, you know, his role in the community based on what he did previously with the organization coming back, but how influential is Coughlin? I mean, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's overall football. I mean, everyone in football reports to him, so he's very influential. Um, but at the end of the day, the most influential person is Shad Khan. He owns the, he owns the team, and he's going to be the one. He makes the he'll make the final decision of what happens with everybody. Uh, and I think this is a big year for you know, you know, you look at Tom. Uh, obviously, Tom's a great coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach, in my opinion. He should be in Canton one day. Did a great job here. Great job with the Giants. Um, but he's also, I mean, he's 73 years old, um, and I think he's looking at this thing saying, listen, I, I mean, I want to win. I mean, he's not afraid of being fired, I don't think, and, you know, he's he's fine. But he has a lot of pride, and, and uh, he's not getting any younger, and I think he's saying this is an important year for me, too, of getting this thing and making sure this thing's right uh, because you, you don't know many more swings at the bat, you know, you have. Uh, I mean, how much longer does he want to do this? Uh, when you're 73 years old, so th- this is a big year for Tom, and you know he's focused and and uh, and he's a big part of uh, what's going on. You know, final one for you, Tony, is this is is we know you know a major upgrade at quarterback in Foles. We know what Fournette can do when he's motivated, healthy on the football field, offensive line doing their job in front of him. What about playmakers on the outside? You know, Foles had plenty of them uh, up there in Philadelphia to throw to with Westbrook and. And obviously, Mark, what about the playmakers down in Jacksonville? Yeah, I think the big thing is that's the question, who's going to score touchdowns. So they got Chris Conley, uh, who was a fourth, fifth receiver at Kansas City, but he's big, fast, very athletic. D.D. Westbrook, um, third-year player. I really like D.D. Westbrook. I think D.D.'s going to have a big year. Um, I think he's, he's tough. He's quick as heck. Really good slot receiver. They get Marquise Lee back off the knee injuries off the P.O.P., and so one of those guys, you know, Chark, the second rounder from last year, they're going to have to step up because they don't have that. They don't have that true number one. They don't have that guy that just says he's the man. Um, and so of that group, they're going to have to figure out how to share the ball. And one of them is going to have to say, you know, kind of step to the forefront and kind of take the lead. I think it's D.D. Westbrook. I think he's going to have a really good year. The bigger issue for me is the tight end position. You know, they, they've had some injuries in camp. Uh, they drafted a kid named Josh Oliver as, uh, out of uh, San Jose State in the third round. He got hurt. He's a move tight end, but he's just coming back now really fast. Uh, and Nick Foles likes to work the middle of the field with the tight ends. They got Swain from Dallas. He's been, you know, beat up a little bit during camp. Um, and so they're just really, they're not, there's no, like, they don't have Zach Ertz. They don't have that tight end that Nick Foles loves and can dominate a game and dominate the middle of the field. So they're going to have to figure that out, kind of figure that production out by committee. And I think tight end is probably my biggest concern. Um, and who's going to step up there? Because just the history of looking at Nick Foles and kind of the offense, you know, that they're going to run, they need that somebody to step up there. And I don't know who it's going to be. Tony Baselli, uh, Jaguars Radio Network analyst, Westwood One. Check him out as well there. Five-time Pro Bowler, really an amazing tackle 
uh, during his days. And Tony, one day you'll get you're you're gonna get that name in that Hall of Fame. You deserve it, Tony. No doubt. No uh, doubt. You were well, one... I, I hope so. I need you guys to just make sure you tell other people that. No, <laughs> no I mean, Tony, we don't have to tell anybody. Tony, we got connections. You know what I mean? uh, Tony, you want to connect We want to be an audience in Ken, Ohio. Yeah, all right, buddy. Tony. It's a done deal. You're invited. All right, there man. you go. Hey, Tony, we appreciate the time this morning. All right. Thanks, bro. All right, guys. Have a great Thank one. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.